Hello and welcome to the Faith and Family Matters podcast, where we talk about issues that strengthen our faith and build stronger family connections. Please join us for today's podcast with our host, William Hemphill II, Pastoral Counselor. This is William Hemphill, pastoral counselor with the Faith and Family Matters podcast. Uh, First of all, to my listening audience, I do want to ask you to forgive me for not putting out a Monday morning motivation. I'm not sure if there's going to be a podcast that comes out on Thursday, or it's possible it might be part two of this particular podcast today. I felt like there's something going on in our country that needed to be addressed. So the title of this podcast is Ahmaud Aubrey Racial Trauma and Our Duty as Christians. Ahmaud Aubrey Racial Trauma and Our Duty as Christians want to start first by just letting you know who I am. I am a 53-year-old male. I am a pastor. I am a mental health counselor. I am a Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe he died for my sins. I believe I have forgiveness for my sins and have everlasting life because of that. I am also an African-American male living in the United States, specifically in Georgia. I have grown up in mostly multicultural context. My youth was spent in California going to schools that were integrated. My high school in Georgia was integrated. As a matter of fact, I saw it go in the four years, probably from 70-something percent white to about 60 or 70 percent black during that time. It was in transition, but it was integrated. I have been blessed to attend colleges. I have even blessed to shepherd a multicultural congregation, or should I say be an associate at a multicultural congregation where I led the worship and did the preaching, so on and so forth. So I have been in many multicultural contexts. And so that's a little bit about who I am. I have adopted three children. They are biracial, by the way. Uh, So that's just, again, a little bit of who I am. As I speak today, I would like us to keep in mind two scriptures. The first one is from Galatians chapter 3, verse 28, where it says, There's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. So that's the first one I want us to keep in mind. The second one is this. 
Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created humankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So as I talk about what's going on today, I would like you to keep these two scriptures in mind because I do think they are very important. So to give a brief summary of what's been going on in the news, on February 23rd, there was a 25-year-old African-American male named Ahmad Aubrey who went out for a jog. He was going jogging, and somewhere he went jogging in a neighborhood. He happened to see a house that was under construction. No one was there at the house. The house was being partially constructed. He went to look in the house, according to some media reports, stayed for approximately two or three minutes, then left the house and continued on his jog. According to the owner of the house, from other news reports, nothing was taken or anything like that. He continued on his jog, and apparently two men, Travis and Gregory McMichael, father and son, 60-something and 30-something years old, decided to pursue him, accusing him of possibly breaking into things, into homes in the community. I'm sure some of us have seen the video. Mr. Aubrey was cornered, blocked by the truck. Both of these men had weapons, and the son actually shot Ahmad Aubrey several times, killing him. Just wanted to pause for a moment with that. A very deeply troubling situation. It's troubling because it goes back to a lot of the issues of race in this country. And in the midst of this podcast, I'll be talking a little bit about race and theology. I'm talking about this more so because as an African-American Christian man, I obviously have some feelings about this issue. First, some of you may be wondering why I address this on the Faith and Family Matters podcast. What does this have to do with faith and family? I say it has everything to do with faith and family. Because first of all, part of the solution I believe to this problem is people of faith learning to embrace their faith correctly and viewing all human beings as being created in the image of God. I will go into that at some point. Second of all, this affects families deeply. There's a family who lost a young man who did nothing but was jogging in a neighborhood. They are dealing with grief, hurt, 
and anger during this time. For some reason, there's a father and son who felt like they had the right to police where this young man went. And in their quote-unquote attempted policing, they killed him. And they feel like they were justified in killing him. And other people feel that way also. There's a problem with that. There is a real problem with that. I want to, as I continue talking, cite an article from the American Psycho, Psycho, APA, American Psychological Organization. The article is called Racial Trauma, Theory, Research, and Healing. Racial Trauma, Theory, Research, and Healing, you can look it up online. I want to ask the question, what is racial trauma? Racial trauma is a form of race-based stress. It refers to people of color and indigenous individuals' reactions to dangerous events and real or perceived experiences of racial discrimination. I'm going to say that again. It is a form of race-based stress and refers to people of color and indigenous individuals' reactions to dangerous events and real or perceived experiences of racial discrimination. So in other words, I almost want to say it because I've had some conversations with some people. It doesn't matter whether you think it's real or not. The fact is that there is a perception of realness and it's having an effect on people. Continuing on with the definition, it says that some experiences may include threats of harm and injury, humiliating and shaming events, and witnessing racial discrimination toward other people of color or indigenous. Although it is similar to post-traumatic stress disorder, racial trauma is unique in that it involves ongoing individual and collective injuries due to exposure and re-exposure to race-based stress. So, keeping that definition in mind, one of the things that occurred with me is I think I first heard about this case on Monday. The video was out. I initially chose not to look at it at all. But as Wednesday and Thursday and Friday hit, I noticed that it started being all over my feeds and started being in discussion, which simply meant that as a pastor, and as a counselor, I needed to be ready to talk to people about this issue. I initially chose not to look at it because as an African-American male, I'm tired of seeing this. Tired. Remember, exposure and re-exposure traumatizing people again. In other words, every time I see something like this, as an African-American male, it does traumatize me. And there are many 
cases. Uh, there's a feed that's going around where a lot of African-Americans are saying things like this. We can't go jogging. And so they hashtag Ahmaud Aubrey. We can't use a life alert. Hashtag Kimmich Chamberlain Sr. We can't relax in the comfort of our own homes. Hashtag Atiana Jefferson. We can't ask for help after being in a car crash. Hashtag Jonathan Pharrell. We can't have a cell phone. Hashtag Stefan Clark. We can't play with a toy gun. Cops and robbers. Hashtag Tamir Rice. We can't go to church. Hashtag Charlton, Charleston Nine. We can't walk home with Skittles and iced tea. Hashtag Trayvon Martin. And I can go on and on and on and on. These instances, every time they occur, are traumatizing to people of color. Why is that? Because we feel like we can't be safe. I hope that makes sense to some of you. We feel like we can't be safe. Even if we are following the law, we can't be safe. Because there is somebody who is blinded by their racial prejudice and ignorance who will criminalize us just based on the color of our skin. I've been racially profiled before. In having this conversation, I talked with my father about some horrifying experiences he faced growing up in Texas. I've had friends pulled over really for absolutely nothing. I have never seen my mother get so angry as one time when I was in a bookstore, just looking at books, and then I started being followed and eyed by the people in the mall. Most people know me. I'm just a nerd. I like books. I read books. These people thought I was going to steal something for no other reason than I was a black kid. Traumatizing and re-traumatizing. Racial trauma is unique in that it involves ongoing individual and collective experiences due to not only exposure, but re-exposure to race-based Stress. Continuing to cite this article, racism and ethno-violence can be life-threatening to people of color and indigenous people due to their exposure to racial microaggressions, vicarious traumatization, and the invisibility of racial trauma's historical roots. That's from an article cited by Helms, Nicholas, and Green in 2012. Collective racial trauma can leave scars for those who are dehumanized. Let me say something about one of those things right there. Vicarious traumatization. That means identifying with a person who's suffering. 
I worked for many years as a hospital chaplain. The most troubling cases to me were when I was called to the ER or emergency room and had to go in and saw a black man dead on the table because of a gunshot wound. You know why that was so troubling to me? Because every time I looked on that table, I could see myself. I could see my brother. I could see my sons. I could see my cousins. I could see my friends. I could see family members. I could see so many people, but for the grace of the God of God, could be victims of violence. It's one of the reasons I start doing the things that I do now because I want to help people so we don't have to resort to violence. In the same way, when I heard about this case, I walk and jog through my neighborhood. What's to say someone won't traumatize or come after me? and accuse me of something. A 53-year-old African-American male who is a Christian, a pastor, and a counselor. Who's to say that? Who's to say someone won't come after my sons? One who is actually training to be a police officer. Who's to say that someone won't criminalize my brother? Someone who's actually a nurse or criminalize my other brother, one who is actually a physician, both involved in healing people during this pandemic. People trying to do the right thing in helping folks, being criminalized just because of the color of their skin. Vicarious traumatization over and over again. Here's what hurts in the midst of this. There are people who will dismiss what I'm talking about or what we talk about as people of color or as black people and say we've got it all wrong. I literally was in a conversation with someone this weekend who tried to say that I did not know what I was talking about in speaking about this. dismissed me. And I bit my tongue and tried to address them calmly. But here's where I'm talking about. When you talk about vicarious traumatization or re-exposure to race-based stress or things going on and going on again, when people dismiss you, that's gaslighting which is another form of dismissal and dehumanization. That person was basically trying to say to me, a pastor, a counselor, someone who studies the word of God, empowers others, who's gone to educational institutions and uses that education and its gifts to help others. That person was trying to say, you don't know what you're talking about. You are to be dismissed, which is another level of traumatization 
and bothered me, especially because I was trying to find a way to bring healing in this situation. Reading something else from the article. Unfortunately, racial trauma carries psychological and physiological effects. Several racial trauma effects, such as hypervigilance to threat, flashbacks, nightmares, avoidance, suspiciousness, and somatic expressions such as headaches and heart palpitations, amongst others, are similar to post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms. In other words, the symptoms and effects of racial trauma are the same as PTSD. PTSD, we've probably heard it that police officers experience it. We know that soldiers in war have experienced it. But guess what? People of color in this country also experience PTSD under the form of racial trauma. Hello, this is William Hemphill, pastoral counselor, thanking you for listening to part one of this podcast on Ahmad Aubrey, racial trauma, and our duty as Christians. Please look out for part two of this podcast coming later this week. Take care and have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. We hope that the show has been a blessing to you. If you would like more information on personal counseling, couples counseling, adoptive family counseling, or other products and services, please go to ffeonline.org. For questions about the show, please email us at faithandfamilymatterspodcast at gmail.com. 